0: We're going to spend eight weeks on talking about that word, miracles, and we're going to, since it's the summer, we're going to go through all the places in the Bible where fantastic things happen. So you're going to need a Bible because we're going to go through it. Like today, we're going to go through 44 verses in 25 minutes. Are y'all ready? Can't do it that quick. But we're going to talk about today, really, one of the greatest miracles, which if you look in the book of John, John God's, I mean, Jesus' last miracle before his death they call it the seventh sign when Jesus did signs in the book of John it was one of the greatest things to prove to authenticate that one I am Christ I am God because the last time I checked he was God's the only one the only one that can resurrect a body now, I know doctors who can resuscitate a body. But I know a God who can resurrect a body. And what we're going to this one is called Engaging the Miraculous. And what it is is out of the book of John, chapter 11. It's 1 through 44. We're going to go through all of it within 25 minutes. I'm just kidding. But let me give you a definition of what a miracle is. A definition of what a miracle is. A miracle according to the Bible is a historical event or a natural, excuse me, natural phenomenon that appears to violate natural laws but that reveals God to the eyes of faith. One thing about a miracle, two things happen. We discover how powerful God is And it also builds our faith. Because in the midst between the time of a promise and the performance of that promise, the promise is immediate or ultimately, we we call in the middle waiting. And how many hate to wait in line? How many do not like to go to McDonald's and wait two minutes for a burger? In the middle of waiting for something, It can be frustrating because what happens is you go into something expecting something to turn out one way and you go in it with God and you have this thing in your mind that's going to turn out one way and then God seems to take a vacation and you're waiting and somehow, sometimes you forget that there's an end to this thing because you feel stuck in the middle of this thing. And when we go through this story, you're going to see three, two people, Mary and Martha, who loved Jesus and Jesus loved them. In the city of Bethany, when Jesus used to go to Bethany, he used to stay at their house. And they were a well-off couple if you get to look at the, the background of it. And they had a brother named Lazarus. And Jesus loved Lazarus with all his heart. and He loved Mary and Martha with all his heart. Something happened to Lazarus, and then you see the response of Jesus and the response from them. But then you see the ultimate result of God, and it's nothing the way Mary and Martha pictured it. So as we go into this, we're going to start reading. I love having the baby dedication because, sister, they preached the majority of the sermon. So I'm just going to give you the scripture to it. Is that okay? In John chapter 1, chapter 11, sorry, starting in verse 1 through 6, we're going to look at the story of Lazarus. Now, Raz- Lazarus, his name means whom God helps. That's what his name means, whom God helps. It says this, Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, this illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. You want to underline through it. Through it. We love the word through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two more days, longer in the place where he was. Jesus was about 20 miles away from where Mary and Martha was. And they sent a messenger to tell Jesus that Lazarus was sick. And it's a one-day journey. Well, a lot of times we look at the story, well, Lazarus died because Jesus stayed there an extra day. Lazarus died the day the messenger left. And got to Jesus. When he got to Jesus and told him he was ill, Lazarus was already dead. And then you see Jesus already knew something's about to take place. When you're in the middle of something, and you feel like no one knows, God knows, he knows what's going to take place, which is amazing. He says, it's going to be for the glory of my Father through me. And then, to top it off, because God loves us so much, he stayed two extra days. How do you feel about that? He wasn't a first responder, but he actually was. How about this? You know, sometimes it seems that God's action contradicts his love. His action contradicts his love. The reason why, when we say God loves you, God most of the time does not love us with a pampering love. He loves us with a perfecting love. When there's a child born, we pamper the child. And we even talk like them. Oh, good, good, good. How you doing? How you doing, sweetie? You doing okay? Let me take care. Let me feed you. Let me do all that. Right? And they're cute. And they go, hee, hee, hee. And they go to the bathroom. And you say, whoa. (laughs) And you pamper them. Now, this child does not want to be doing that at the age of 16. Amen? So there's a perfecting on how to clean your room, how to take care of some responsibility. Well, God's love sometimes for us when we expect pampering. Now, it happens when you first give your life to Jesus. Everything is good. You ask for something, bam, it comes. You ask for that, it comes. Man, I'm walking on water. Then you ask for the last thing. Hey, what happened? He says, well, I'm trying to teach you now to get off the training wheels. Want you to stand on your own, it doesn't work. Some, it hurts sometimes when you're being perfected. And we expect pampering. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Remember? You got kids. Give me, give me. And then mom and dad says, get it, get it, get it. When you get older, buy it yourself. (laughs) Right? What God is showing us, he loves us so much. He wants to perfect us in the midst of an issue. Martha and Mary, they had great times and they still had great times with Jesus. But then it was something they had they had to grow in. And what they call, in our life, our growth is one word called faith. Because their response was this. Jesus, if you was here, he wouldn't have died. Preventive. A lot of us, are, some of us are sitting out here because we're mad at God because you, he didn't prevent something. But when he was actually trying to affect something, we can't have preventive relationships forever. We have to learn how to walk in a perfective relationship because he loves us so much. Now let's look at some of the things they were do- they said. Because he stayed two extra days. And we said this earlier. Jesus lives on a divine timetable. He has his own timing. God has their own timing. Here's the amazing thing. The reason why he stayed four days because it was so superstitious that if a body died... Someone died, they bury him right away, some of the history books say, and put him in the grave. Anoint him with oil and all that, and put him in the grave. Or put him in a tomb. They believe sometime the spirit is floating over the body for at least two days. So if Jesus came back any sooner, they would have said that he resuscitated Lazarus, not resurrected Lazarus. They would have said they would have discounted <laughs> with, a, you know, the spirit. That's why it happened. A lot of time when we see miracles, we try to discount it. Well, the doctors, they made it work. When you lose your faith, you start leaning on the world. I believe the reason why we have doctors is because we have a God who directs doctors. And that's what happened here. So he stayed four extra days. They make sure, to make sure that Lazarus was, one, dead, and two, decaying. Okay? Because when they said, roll away the stone, when we get there, he said, oh, man, he stink by now. He was decaying. That means there is no way he's going to make it back. Let's read on. Let's go down to verse 20 to 27. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary stayed, remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. I love that statement. Great statement of faith. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. They know the scriptures. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection, in the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? He said, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. Jesus is declaring himself. He says, I'm the source and the Lord of all life. Mary says, I believe that, yes, he is going to rise up at the last day. Jesus said, no, I'm not talking about right now, later on, I'm talking about right now. I am the resurrection in the life. I am the author of life. I am the perfecter of life. I am your everything. You have to have faith. Don't look for faith all the way out here. Today is the day of faith. When sister says she set the table and bought the baby clothes before the baby came, she was walking in today's faith. She wasn't looking for, well, on yonder, when I get to heaven, heaven can be right here, right now. That's the greatest thing. But when you lose your faith and you're in the middle of something, there's no more joy in your life because you're looking beyond. Well, I guess I'll get there in do land. I'll get it someday. I'll get it one day. And Jesus clarified Today, I'm here today, so changes will be made today, not tomorrow, today. When I get up every morning, I get to breathe, changes are being made today. He doesn't hold the breath until later on. He's giving us breath today. As long as I have breath, let me praise the Lord today. Not wait for the promise, just get in because I know the promise is coming. Make sense? Exactly. So this is, I mean, we can't get hard on those guys because I've been the same way. If you had been here, God, this would never happen. Because a resurrection life, guys, for us is a present day experience. We don't have to walk around in a crucified body, in a crucified life. That being a Christian means glory to God. Hurrah. Oh, sorry, I didn't jump. Why? Because you know the end from the beginning. Remember last sermon series, we said this. To live is Christ. To die is gain. It's a win-win situation. But faith opens your eyes to that. Now, God's about to do something big. They didn't see it, but God's about to do something big. Let's jump down to John 11, 38 to 39. Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was in a cave and lay, stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Now look what Martha said. The sister of the dead man said to him, Lord, by this time, Oda, he's been dead for four days. One of the writers said that they might not have buried him right away. He might have been dead more than four days. He might have been dead six days. But history says they usually, when you die, they, they wrap you and put you in a tomb or a grave. When you're poor, they put you in a grave. When you're kind of well off, they put you in a tomb. So he stink. Interesting. Two views here. They had faith, but then they got a little skeptical. When it comes about engaging the miraculous, are you a skeptical or are you open? Skeptical is this you tend to dismiss everything that's explained that can be explained through scientific expectation or experimentation. Open is, I believe in the supernatural, I believe in the miraculous, but I don't know how to engage it. And I wanna show you this morning how to engage it because there's just a couple words here. Because the first one is this, how do we engage the miraculous? There's one word that was mentioned eight times in this whole passage. Believe. We have got to believe again. We spent the last 15 years hearing negativity about our nation, about our job situations, about all things that it, it creeped into our hearts and our souls, and we don't know the, how to believe anymore. We believe for the stock market versus believing for God. And he's saying, just believe, because there's power in belief. John 11, 40 says, Jesus said to her, I tell you that if you believe, you will see what? The glory of God. Because Jesus works are signs that, prom- that promote our belief. When God does a sign, it promotes our belief. When we heard the testimony, our beliefs started to get promoted again. It's an amazing factor here. Because we got to believe, here's our situation, we got to believe in God's ability to move. But we also have to believe in his willingness to move. See, we believe in his ability, but do you, you know, here's the hard thing. From the ability to the willingness to move on my behalf. It's not the belief thing, it's how do you believe on the willingness of God to want to bless you. Now when he blesses us through the middle of a storm or whatever we are, he always adds a little more to it because he knows exactly what we need. He teaches us patience. How many like the word patience? No one raises their hands. You don't raise your hand, you're going to learn it tonight. One way is you can't escape the school of patience. And that's what it teaches us all those things. Perseverance. How many love the word perseverance? You know, one of the greatest... Animals on the planet gives you an example of perseverance. Can you believe who it is or what it is? Think about Noah's Ark. Okay, we're gonna have cartoons because we're about to close. Think about Noah's Ark. How did a snail get there? <laughs> <laughs> you think someone they didn't carry them? Noah said, man. You bet he said, go and find every one of them, they all showed up. He had a hundred years to get there because it took him a hundred years to build that boat. I can see that snail right there and y'all got snail, and they taste pretty good overseas if you go eat them. How a snail get to ark? He slid over there. Y'all got it. Just pop them in your mouth. Tastes like gumdrops. If you're in the woods, you'll eat anything. Tree bark tastes pretty good. Well, one was the most thing is believe. Jesus ran through this in Mark chapter 6, starting in verse 5 and 6. He said this, you couldn't do no mighty works there except to lay hands on a few sick people and heal them. He marveled because of their unbelief. He went about among the villages teaching. You know, I don't want to be a church that's relegated to just laying hands on a couple sick people and nothing taking place out in public. When we start hitting the public, we're going to need the power and the belief of God. When we go into a school and the child says, "I don't want nothing to do with you," you got to believe God through the Holy Spirit that He's going to turn that child's mind and turn that family around. I don't want to just be relegated to a church. And you feel pretty good; you got healed here on Sunday morning. I want to heal people out in the street. We need belief for that. We need faith for that. You got to stretch your mind and have a, a childlike faith. How many have children that are not afraid of nothing? Right. They'll, you know, little boy, if he's a hundred percent boy he'll stand up here and jump off this to see if it works that's how we used to be when we first met God you couldn't tell us that we couldn't do something and we had this child like I can't wait to what God's going to do next well guys God hasn't changed we kind of grew up he hasn't changed the second one is this Understand the reasons for miracles. Look at this. John 11, 41 through 44. So he took away the stone, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. He already had a pre-conversation with the Father. I know that you always hear me, but I say this on account of the people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. When he said these things, he cried out with a loud voice. Now, when you hear that word loud voice, it means mega. In the Greek, uh, you ever hear the word megaphone? He screamed it out, "Lazarus, come on out of there!" The man who had died came out with his hands and feet bound with linen straps, strips, and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to him, "Unbind him and let him go." Now, you got to have uh, a good imagination. They pulled away the stone. And, and Lazarus heard Jesus call. Now, one guy said if he didn't specify Lazarus' name, he would have cleaned out all the graves because he's God. And he heard him. Oh, man, Jesus called me. He's wrapped from head to toe. <laughs> you think he came out? Hulk? No. <laughs> Jesus did that. He had a resurrected body. He brought the same dead body that was rotten out in wraps. And then he said, loose that man. <laughs> Someone better come get me because Jesus is calling me. I'm about to fall over and let him go. Two steps of faith on our part to see the miraculous engage the miraculous. All they had to do was open the tomb. God does the calling. This is a perfect example of salvation. We were all, we were all Lazarus. We all came out of something bound by alcohol, bound by something. And God called each and every one of us And then we came, and then he calls us as a church body, what we call discipleship, to unwrap the person. He says, take them and let them go. Loose them now and let them go. I do the calling. I do all the work. Follow up in faith. When I see, when we get to go in the tombs of this city, and open up those doors, and God starts calling people forward, or we're going to be the ones that say, yes, I will loose them, Lord. Yes, I will open the door, Lord. Because we were all Lazarus. We were all dead in our sins. We were all dead in our transgressions. But it says, but God made us alive in who? Christ." And you never forget that as a believer. It burns in your heart. So you know when someone needs to come or in a tomb. And we know when we can open the doors to the public schools. We open the doors to the university. We open the doors to our businesses. And God starts calling people out. Because the miraculous is all about this, guys. God gets glorified. And our faith enlarges. If you're in the middle of something, stop, stop looking at yourself, looking at the back. Remember, you're just going through it. And it says it's going to be glorified through Christ. So Christ is with you going through it. You're waiting on a good report. It's going to come through him. You're waiting for all these things to take. It's going to come through him. Don't base your relationship. If God, this wouldn't have happened if you wouldn't have done this. When he's trying to perfect something and trying to give you something greater than when you started with. The greatest testimony on it. It's good to see you walking without the cane. I did throw it out. Last bullet. While we all stand, I love 25 minute sermons. Miracles do three things it authenticates the message of the gospel, helps people in need. That's why you hear about people overseas when they they want to get ahead and turn to Christ, and they've been following witch doctors all life and think, because God says, I love them so much, they're in need. They needed the power of God before salvation comes. And the last one is to strengthen our faith. But here's the thing. When we read the Bible and this whole next series coming up, don't look at it like, that happened back then, that can't happen today because things have changed. I read all that this week. It can't happen today. That was only with the apostles that, and everyone did this. But I can't, I can't shake this one scripture. That just turns it all off. But says this Hebrews 13 8. Jesus Christ is same yesterday, today, and forever. So why would he change back then while well, he can't do it today and tomorrow? Why? You're smarter than Peter? Do a fisherman. They didn't have a degree. They didn't have a Bible. We have the end of the of the story. Mary and Martha did not have the end of the story. They had to walk the story. But we know the end of it should give us faith. Man who is dead. God killed death. God conquered death. Surely he can conquer. He can fix my marriage. Surely he can fix my kids. Surely he can fix all things. He conquered the only thing that held us down was death. If he can take out death, what can he not do? If God be for us, who can be against us? But you gotta get in this word, guys. As the world gets crazy, we gotta be with God. We gotta spend time with God. You gotta spend time with people who love God, who will talk faith, not talk fear. And you can't sit by yourself and, and wallow in your pity. You got to stand up in faith and say, I know I'm setting the table. I know that baby's coming. I know my kids are changing. I know all things are going change. Woo! Because this city needs it, man. This city needs it. God is not looking for a new government. He's looking for better people. Get in your Bible this summer. Don't take a vacation. Buy you one. If it's tomorrow, next week is is Father's Day. Fathers, come out. We got a special gift for you. Get in your Bible these days because you need to. Get with the Father. Sit down and be quiet before him so he can strengthen your faith. Because if you read the paper and you get with people with no hope, all they're going to do is enforce your fear. It's not the absence of fear. It's pressing through when there's fear. When all things seem to be falling down, I have a faith from God. He raised Lazarus. He can raise anything. He can raise my debt out of society. He can do all things. He can cure cancer. He will kill cancer. Not the ability. He's willing to do that. But he's only going to do it through faith. And our faith is only as solid as the object. And guess how easy this is. Our object Is Jesus. Don't believe it doesn't work. Don't believe it faded away. Now when my my Bible says today, I mean yesterday, today, he didn't even say tomorrow. He said forever. How long is forever in the Greek? So when you're raising that support, you're doing it for God. And what God ordains, God finishes. Now, on his timing, in between the time, get with one another. Love one another. Encourage one another. Because the days are getting crazier. And how we used to slip by with God, we can't anymore. We have to have that relationship with him. And here's the whole thing. I screamed long enough to say this. God loves you so much that he's perfecting you. He's perfecting a lot of you right now. You think this is from the devil? No, it's not. God's building something so fantastic in your life because you're going to have to, when you go out in the street, you're going to have to help other people. And he always prepares before he performs. So how many in the preparation place right now? Be honest. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Jack said, man, I'm tired of this 10-year thing. (laughs) Hey. That works. He perfects who he loves. Let's pray, Father. I just thank you right now. Give you praise, Father. I just give you praise and thank you, Lord, for your word that brings life. Not my word. Your word brings life. Your word quickens our spirit. Your spirit quickens our hearts. And Father, I pray it's just some as we go along, God, and we don't try to sing faith in. We don't try to do things to make faith in. We spend time with you because faith comes by hearing and hearing of your word. We spend time in your word, God, that will just manifest in our hearts, Lord, that will give us faith that's supreme. And, Father, we don't have faith in faith. We have faith in you, biblical faith, God. We know that you did it back then, you will do it today, and you will always do it forever. You always are on the phone, you're always in control. I ask you, bless everyone here, love. Let them know that the pressure inside of them, which is the Holy Spirit, is greater than the pressure that's being pressed upon them on the outside. And Father, I just thank you today, God, for your amazing time. Thank you for amazing testimonies, which means to us, God, do it again. God, do it again. And Father, we just give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Get a lot of hand clap. And as always, not always, because I'm not gonna make this a happen. I'm gonna end at twelve. But uh, can I share a testimony with you guys? before we close. Y'all know, two years ago, one of my worst. Got hit. House got hit by lightning twice. Yeah. Then I uh, jammed, Broke my finger. Tore up the ligaments. And y'all saw me the thing was like this, it's still like that a little bit. So my prayer was, God, I don't care what it looks like. It could be bent that way and all that way. Can I just put my ring, my wedding ring back on? And the other day was we sitting I forgot. I was sitting there, I said, it's a little smaller. And I kind of lost faith. God said a year, it was two years later, Miss Donna came, hey, try this on. Got my ring back. I didn't ask for cosmetic surgery. I just asked for what God put together. I just wanted a ring back on. Just ask God for the life. He knows what else you need. But the finger gets, yeah, it'll, it'll get there. But I don't care now because I got my ring back on. <laughs> and I learned what black gold looked like. I never had black gold before. That was interesting. You guys all fell in love with it. That's cool, Pastor Rich, but that ain't my ring, man. What I'm saying is, Even when you forget what you asked for. Our father never forgets. He never forgets because he's always on the throne checking out my child. They'll be okay. Strength. You need a a new load. You need some more muscle and stuff. That's what he's doing. Because he loves you so much. And at that moment now, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go out here and eat me some bread. And I would, I would um, tell you, because I paid for this, this is good bread. Anyone want any bread before you dismiss? You know, you always raise your hand, sir. Come get some bread. Now, a dad will give you this much. This rest is mine. But God does this. Come on, now let's do You guys are amazing in dismissing. Forgive me again for going.